0: this is uh kevin evans with the crossroads church chapter by chapter life class and we are studying uh john chapter six and um i we we will begin with chapters one through 15 and we will come back and break that down uh sometime after this jesus crossed to the far shore of the sea of galilee that is the sea of tiberias And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover feast was near. And that's something that we get in John that we don't get in the other Gospels, and I think it's significant. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him. For he already had in mind what he was going to do, says John. Philip answered him, Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There are plenty of grass in that place, and the men sat down, and about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. Uh, He did the same with the fish. Then he had, then then they had all, verse 12, when they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. getting there. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who was going into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make them king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Okay, John uh, throws in a few details here that we didn't get in the other three Gospels. All three Gospels have this story, which means that this story is kind of important. I think it's, it has significance at multiple levels. Uh, there's a lot to dig out here. Uh, so, starting with, he's in the middle of a very rural area and uh, in, around Tiberias, which like I said is a shipping village at the time. I'm wrong and he it says that he's up in the mountains he's not in town he's camping and 5,000 people show up that's quite the audience budget oh but wait it's not 5,000 people it's 5,000 men because women and children don't matter
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, yeah.
0: a point I had not considered, or, to be fair. Or to be the fair. other thought that chased through my head, because you said it was significant that it was almost Passover. Yes.
2: Were they home getting ready for Passover while the men are out playing? I, I would
0: suggest that they are Galilean or northern immigrants coming in for Passover on their way to Jerusalem, and they are already for travel and they already have gear on donkeys off on the road somewhere Well, why don't they have food? who says they didn't?
2: well he was going to
0: feed them uh huh or did he uh, just feed them
2: yeah. to be gracious at that
0: time? I, I, I think that might be to the point I think, I think Christ is making a point with the bread and he's making a point for his disciples as much as everybody else and I don't think the fact that they, they might have had something in their pocket has anything to do with it. Well, I have a
1: note on the side of my Bible that says that that was
0: His divine care. Sure. They were probably poor about too. Okay. I they were poor people? We don't really know. This is, and this is conjecture on my part. But if they were Passover pilgrims, it would explain why there's a horde of people walking down the side of the Sea of Galilee, which is kind of rural, you know? Uh, And so there's just a lot of travel. The the highways are busy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they hear tell of this guy healing people and everybody's got an ailment. So they're stopping to check out the local show Mm -hmm. and they really are looking for a show that comes out hard in John, you know?
1: Signs and wonders people have been around for a while, yeah.
2: Signs and wonders. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, let me throw another perspective. This first group that came is it possible they were truly people in need? Then later on, mm-hmm. they got the signs and fa- miracles, follower people. Because at first, Jesus is quiet, and <laughs> then later he goes, You people just want miracles, sure. I'm done, no more miracles. And you know, I, I just wondered that if Yep. Yeah. later on he starts getting tired of the people who are just fall, wanting miracles all the time and not really listening to the message.
1: So Christ, it's just a contention. It's kind of like, uh, kind of like I heard. I've heard it said this way: you got what you call church hoppers, and they'll go from one church to the other if they hear that there's a spiritual outpouring at this church. They jump to that church, and then if then they hear there's another spiritual, they jump to that church. So these people could be kind of like that church hoppers. They're just following wherever the they hear that there's a revival or something spiritually. I think told
2: you about the prophecy of that, that Zuzu Street. Remember that where the prophecy was given? There'll come a time in the Pentecostal movement where people will be more interested in the miracles than the gospel. Yeah, sure. We need to, <laughs> we need to be reminded
1: that we're Pentecostal and that we're not charismatic.
2: Well, that's is there a sem- just like- well, is There's some semantics to that. You but, think? Yeah. I, I, I I mean, the, the, the whole gist was that you know, and uh, the prophecy was more elaborate than what I gave. It said some people are more concerned with speaking in tongues than you know, the, the preaching salvation. That people be more you know, listening to, you know, wanting the healings and everything. Which there's nothing, it, and the prophet wasn't preaching against it, but it said the emphasis would switch from one to the other, to where you know, technically, it kind of happened. <laughs> Just, okay. And I think that's what happens in the second time when Christ finally says, I'm done with giving you people miracles.
1: It's a very anti Pentecostal message. Yeah. By the, way. the,
2: the, the, the <laughs> Well, the only miracle he'll give is the miracle of Jonah. Yeah, exactly. So not it.
0: Okay. Why, thank you. Verse 5. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, this is John telling the story, where shall we buy bread for all these people he asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do so he's being the socratic teacher baiting his student into a logical and spiritual conundrum he it's a test of philip and philip answers Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. In the Greek, it's he gives a specific amount. Two hundred denarii would not buy enough to buy get all these people enough. He's an accountant. He knows the price of food. He knows where to get it. I bet when they're traveling, Philip is the guy that that handles all of the commissary. He's the what, 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 what's the military word? The um, guy in charge of stuff. Um, oh, I can't believe general. I just lost in my stuff. general. You
2: uh, said uh, the sergeant. You mean like the sergeant? The, 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 the clerk from Mash.
0: Yeah. Yes. The Klein. Brain seed. I know this word, and it's right there. It's, it's probably in my vocabulary, and I simply cannot get a hold of it. It. it is called a
2: military person in charge of supplies.
1: Supply word.
0: It doesn't matter. I think I've defined my term. I'll find it for you. This is why I stopped teaching. I have plaque in my brain. Okay. There is a
2: teacher. Opening. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Leave it alone. <laughs> Leave it alone. We're being
0: recorded now <laughs> yes, for posterity. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Philip answered. Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread to uh, for everyone to have a bite. So he is thinking in the natural. To quote my father-in-law. Uh, so. He's not thinking the way Christ would. He's not putting his faith in Christ's providence. Quartermaster. quartermaster. Yes. He is the quartermaster for the disciples. I'm betting. I don't know that, but I'm betting. Sounds like a wrestling quartermaster.
2: <laughs> no, it's a whole division. It's important. Quartermasters are
0: very important, although they get no respect. Important. Okay. It's
1: kind of like a spiritual test for a fellow. Yes.
0: Another is the disciples Andrew, whose job seems to be to just drag people in and introduce them. That seems to be what Andrew introduced Peter, yeah. So and Peter now and now we need a problem, and Andrew drags in this kid. And you know, hey, this kid's got something. Mm-hmm. Let's take this stuff away from this kid, yeah. Well, all these people. <laughs> well, at least he's. You know, you take what you got and do what you got with what you got. Yes, he's offering a solution. may not be the best of one, but you know.
1: There's a contradiction there. He said for all the men to sit down and eat, but what did they do with this kid? uh, Exactly. Well,
0: he wasn't counted. He wasn't one of the 5,000. Apparently not. Also, uh, when Andrew comes in, here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. I've always thought that was interesting. The Greek word for boy implies a little boy. It's the word that you use for a four-year-old. So,
2: oh. okay.
0: so this is a little kid. And a little kid's lunch, I've seen what comes in those little metal packages coming to school, you know. It's a lunchable. Uh, there's, yeah. Lunchable. You know, lunchable, it's yeah. not too Fair far away from a Lunchable yeah. because I <laughs> looked up the loaves and fishes and uh, the loaf is, we can't be certain in this, is this getting into the Gospel of Evans again? I'm speculating. But uh, a poor person's common food were barley cakes and that was considered bread. And it's a hard, dark bread that you cook by basically deep fry, it's a hush puppy. It's, it's, it's very close oh, to being a right? hush puppy. It's yeah. about the size of a hush puppy. So he's got five hush puppies but it's barley, so it's a little more grainy than a hush puppy, you know, that's made of (laughs) cornmeal. Uh, And then we've got two fish, and uh, there are 15 varieties of fish in, or excuse me, 18 varieties of fish in the Sea of Galilee, but they come in four broad categories and uh, three of them are edible. Uh, They have several kinds of carp, which look nothing like the carp that I am used to, they have several kinds of tilapias, uh, which was Peter's fish. What they were fishing for was uh, a, a Jerusalem version of tilapia when they were casting nets. Yeah. And then they've got these fish that are basically sardines. In fact, they're called kinneret sardines. I, I couldn't find a picture of one, but I know what a regular sardine looks like. And it's a fish about this big. And it, it's bait, basically. It's what I would call bait. Yeah. And uh, what poor people could, could scene for this along the edges of the, of the, the, the lake without a boat. And so in, in, in certain times of the year, you could get a bunch of them. And so what they would do is not filet them or cook them, or they would just throw them in a big box and salt them. And they would dry out in the salt, and then you eat it whole. So it bones and all. Bones, guts and all. And so, and so we had this whole dried fish, which is like two pieces of, I'm gonna think, think fishy jerky, and, uh, and, and five hush puppies. That's what's in this kid's box. This ain't good food. No. This is a poor kid's lunch. That's, that's, that's what, you know. The barley bread too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, wa- it wasn't. It wasn't great, in, in in the real small chunks. Yeah, yeah, it's more like a donut hole. Yeah. Here's canned sardines. Well, those look appetizing, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my! I don't
2: like No, 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 no. <laughs> give me the hush puppy. Yeah,
0: just give me the hush puppy. Okay. So that's what Andrew brings in, and so Jesus says, How do the people sit down." So there were plenty of grass in that place, and the men sat down. About five thousand of them. Okay, now if they're traveling, there's a kid here, so he's not counted Mm -hmm. among the five thousand. We're only counting men, and we 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 assume that there's women with the men and children. Uh, You know, I think a rough estimate would be twenty thousand head of people, right? Mm -hmm. Twenty thousand body count. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that's most of Greenville. Greenville has thirty-five thousand people in it. You know, yeah. that is it's, it's that's two-thirds of Greenville. 60, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. you know, I, it's strange that on this story, on the other story about the feet five thousand, he they talked about sitting the men, sitting the men down, sitting the women down, sitting the children down in groups. Sure, and, but this one he, well, that's the he, Jewish he, way.
0: Well, John skips that part. It wasn't important. wasn't important. Well, he's making a point, point. and so he's not. He's telling the story based upon. The, the points that he needs to emphasize, right? That's what they all did. And so, yeah, he's not really worried about the huge cap. 5,000 is a lot of people, so yeah. what's the difference between that lot of people and a bigger lot of people? But anyway, yeah. it's still, <laughs> 15,000 more? people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, there's, there's a whole bunch of people there, and he has them all sit down, and he distributes the fish. So he's got this much food, and he breaks it up among 12 people. And then they go out, and they distribute to other people. Now, there's 20,000 people, 12 guys. This would take all day long for 12 guys to get 20,000 people. So what's happening is that I'm giving you some, and then why don't you pass it down the row, and and we're doing that, and everybody's dividing them. And everybody's touching touching the bread, but every time, you break it in so half, it's the same size as it was before, and you just keep breaking right? it, and well, it's still the same size. You, you, oh, is it a magic? You folks no. are lucky I take communion with
1: It's disgusting. It's disgusting. They really touched it. That's why they changed it. People still <laughs> touch it. No, no, no. No, it's not dirty because they're breaking off a piece, handing it over, and the that they're breaking off, and a part Kevin. that came back,
2: no. so therefore
1: it hasn't been touched. I don't that care. It's a Bronner's wedding. Up. I watched one of those,
2: that Bronner's wedding. I watched down at that table, one of the kids going down the table and picking up stuff and putting it yeah. down. The, the kids touch and put stuff down and stuff. Yeah. I like it. that's the table. I'm not eating. Hey, you, <laughs> you should speak to this with your
0: therapist. No, hey, no, no. yeah. Kevin, no, Maybe comments. they
2: forgot to wash their hands after Big death. They lived they to they 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 thirty-five and forty. Let,
0: let's not swirl down the sink. <laughs> 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 <All right. laughs> okay, Andrew. <Stop. laughs> so they sit down and they spread. The, 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 actually, I, I have to assume is within an hour that everybody's got food, and mm-hmm. from these very, very small bag of food. And I don't. I. Don't, I have, can't believe that anybody is walking around with big piles of bread. For I think everybody's still got this much in their hand. It just never runs out. I couldn't find the reference, but, uh, okay, going on to verse 12. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves. Oh, so it says it's barley there, good. And left over by those who had eaten. Um. There was a Jewish tradition about bread being left over at the end of a meal. And there's a, it's, I, I don't know if it was scripture, but it was kind of a practice and considered to be unlucky if you left leftover bread on the table. So what would happen is after the Passover and everybody had finished feasting, they would pick up all the bread and put it away. And then they would clear the table because it was important that the bread be addressed first. You didn't leave bread crumbs.
2: And uh, in my study Bible, in one of the notes that says, leftover gracious hosts served more than enough. This demonstrates the generous, generous yeah. hospitality of God in the face of need. Sometimes food was left over after a miraculous feeding.
0: They all yeah. ate, well, well, it says they all ate their yeah. fill, right? Mm-hmm.
1: okay. Do you think bread is holy because of the manna that the
2: Lord fed the Israelites with that they were wandering through the wilderness? I think it's bread because it's
0: easy. I don't think the bread is holy. I think it is a picture of that, though. Uh, there was a rabbi, and I've got it in my notes. Uh, I couldn't find the name of the rabbi. The reference was Bruce. That basically said that the first redeemer uh, brought manna from heaven and the last redeemer will bring manna from heaven too. It was like a, a, a prophecy among the Hebrews that the Messiah was going to make manna happen. So they were looking for something like this. And in those 5,000 people, I promise, there were some uh, rabbis watching Jesus with a critical eye. You know? So uh, he was being spied on all the time. So um, I think it's a picture of that. you know. And so uh, he says, gather it up and let nothing be wasted. So they gathered up and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. I found two different commentaries on this. One uh, suggested that the basket was basically the uh, ancient version of a backpack and was not particularly large, it would hold a change of clothes in your lunch in it and you know, it's the thing in your shoulder. Which, so it would be that big. And uh, another referred to it, it because the word is kofinos, kofinos, and it would imply a larger, more bulky basket. They're arguing about what the word means and how big the basket was. It's still
2: impressive either
0: way. It's still impressive either way. Uh, you know, all of this nitpicking of mine really <laughs> makes no difference to the content of the message, to be honest. But uh, we, we don't really know how much uh, of, uh, was left over. But still, it was more than this little bag of food this kid still, brought in. Yeah, America, yeah. Still a You know, because what they started with was next to nothing, you know. Okay, so they gathered them into 12 baskets with pieces of five barley loaves left over from those who'd eaten. After the people saw the miraculous sign, and here is the point of John's message, they began to say, "Surely this is the prophet who is coming to the world, because you know he just you know made bread and he fed us all. It was a big miracle. We saw it. We saw it happen in our hands. I kept breaking it in half, and it kept you know moving on. Jesus, knowing that." Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to the mountain by himself. So they're following him. He is teaching, and we know he's teaching because in Matthew and Mark, they both say he had taught them all day, and then he fed them dinner with with bread and, and, and fish. And, and after that, they are so impressed by the bread and fish that they ignore everything that he's told them all day. And they want to make him the king, immediately. The king that they're hoping for to overthrow the Romans, because it's all about overthrowing the Romans. I wonder if could do the same
1: thing the is that just kind of disrespectful to Christ in a way? All they're just after is a king and after miracles. They really never heard a word he said. I guess it's like Isaiah said. Their ears would be closed and their hearts would be hardened.
0: Amen. No,
2: he he's the king. Think. It's just not time. Yeah. It, it, this is not the appointed time.
0: He is the king. They just don't. Their concept of what they're he should what be he is not what he is. They're like overlaying something. their preconceived notions. Yeah, 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 but we it, all do that.
2: It goes against his purpose, like, like you yeah. said in that passage. Of scripture, and, and this is not meant to sound so crass, but it's kind of a PR thing. People go from this and say, "I saw a man do this." Uh-huh. and it spreads, that was his purpose. You know, to get the, hey, and, and you know, to come as a prophet now. The king was not his purpose. Sure, He's not going to overthrow now. I think, because I, I think you got it with that. Purpose.
0: And I think when they run off to tell people about what they saw, they say, this guy multiplied the bread, it was wild. They mm-hmm. don't say what he taught for the previous six mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. You know? That was all dry and reedy, and you'd have to study, and they went to sleep.
2: But, but, that was that Huh? There's some people who went away with the true message, probably. Fair. Now, maybe more of the worldly ones went away with, let's make them king, but you got to know it from, where did the people like the woman caught in adultery and all these people who had heard his message and come to him later, did they come from this group, maybe? Yeah. Is this one of the sermons he taught that did hit someone in the heart?
0: And I think even when it seems like a sermon fails, when you're convinced that nobody heard a word you said because they were barely paying attention to you and they were all playing with each other, I still think it has an impact because, you know, I've noticed I've taught things that I didn't think landed at all. (laughs) And then three months later, Oh wait! They got that. Wow! How did that happen? And you know?
2: I, I preached message. I thought this is going to be the greatest thing ever heard by man.
0: Sure. It, yeah, it's oh well. terrible. <laughs> it's always the way it goes. Flops. The more work I, I've had, I've had lectures I've prepared forever that have been duds, and then I I walked in half prepared, and it's just blowing up the greatest, thing, ever greatest thing you ever heard. The do the show. It's
2: not the messenger. It's the spirit behind.
0: Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I just okay.
1: want to let you know that. And you sometimes can know. If whether the people are hearing you, the Spirit will speak to you and say it's enough because nobody's hearing you. <laughs> I wish more preachers were here. <laughs> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Stop! Stop! Stop.
2: <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I mean, just you give them, you preach it, and you you let the Spirit take
0: it. Okay, I've got 15 minutes, and I kind of need to make this point because it's the whole point of this section. The next section is an extension of this first story. You really need to study them together. And that's when Jesus walks on water. He has moved away from the crowd that want to crown him and uh, make him the leader of the revolution and go attack the Romans. And he is backed up into the mountains by himself to pray. So he's gotten away from the crowds and it's evening. They're all going back to their camps. And um, his disciples, he sends to Capernaum, which, if you look at the map, is in North Sea of Galilee. So he's on the west side, and they're going to go up to the north part. And uh, he sends them, yeah, and I'm not sure if this is in this gospel or the next. Maybe I should read this segment before I start talking about it, you think? Yeah. Go ahead. Verse 16. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake, where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed three or three and a half miles, <coughs> they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were terrified. But he said to them, I don't be afraid. Then they, uh, then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading, which is a little tidbit that only John gives us. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there, and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, and that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. That's significant. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. Okay. Galilee, excuse me, the Sea of Galilee, is wildly 3,000 feet below sea level. New Orleans has nothing on the Sea of Galilee. It is, it, we've got the Mediterranean Sea here, topography, and then there's a mountain, and then we've got this dip like this, and then another mountain. It's like a valley on the other side of this mountain, and the mountain is holding this whole ocean back. Yes. And at the bottom of this, we've got the Sea of Galilee, where you have runoff and springs feeding it. It is a good solid six miles across. It's fairly deep for a lake. And uh, it's, it, you know, when I think of a big lake, I think of Lake of the Pines, which is really more of a swamp, to be fair. Uh, this is, they called it, the ancient people call it the Sea of Galilee for a reason. It is difficult to see the opposite side of this lake. It's six miles across. You know, so uh, it, it was big. There were a lot of fish in it as we've already discussed. So because it's in this cup, in the evening, the air cools and the air off the, the Mediterranean Sea will come over the mountain and down the, the, the mountainside and the, the hot air will go up and you have this churning effect of the air every evening. So you have this breeze that comes down from the north off the mountains across the Sea of Galilee. And depending on what kind of weather is going on in the Mediterranean Sea, that can get kind of surprisingly uh, choppy fast. You know, So the evenings in the Sea of Galilee, it's common to have a sudden storm blow up, depending on how much moisture comes over the mountain. And uh, sometimes it's a nice, cool breeze, and sometimes it'll be a very quick storm, and sometimes you'll have a gale that you can't row against, you know, with, with, with white capping waves going across this lake. And so you see several pictures of storms in, uh, in, in Scripture on, on, on Galilee. In fact, the disciples were caught in um, That's not funny. It is humorous. Good job. (laughs) Queer (laughs) master. Queer master. The word I couldn't remember before. Now it's useless. It's useless now. Okay, so. So they were caught in the storm. So they're caught in the storm, or at least a gale. They're they're not about to go under, they are straining against the oar. And uh, I don't know how long it takes to row six miles, but they've been at it several hours. Uh, Peter places it in the fourth quarter or something, which is between the hours of three and six in the morning. So it's in the middle of night, you know, and, and they're trying to get to the other side, which shouldn't be that far. But the wind's really working against them. Notice that where it says, and some boats from Tiberius landed where the people were. So I'm assuming he's below Tiberius. These guys were out on the, on the lake and the gale caught them and blew them down. That's why it's significant. The storm was keeping them from going north, which is where everybody else was going. You know? So Jesus did not get on the boat with his disciples. His disciples did not come back, and Jesus isn't here. And, it, there, you know, no, no boats were going north. They were all being blown south. So where's Jesus? That's what everybody's thinking, you know. So in the morning, after the air heats up and the storm passes, which was common, you know, it's all good by daylight, Uh <clears throat> They can't find him because they want more bread and they want their king and they want to continue pressing him and he's not there. So a few of them rent boats in Tiberias and move forward, but this is a whole lot of people. They didn't all rent boats. There's not boats for 20,000 people. Sorry, there's not. So they're gonna have to travel going all the way around, which by my calculations is 20 miles, 15 It's a day's walk, typically. So that crowd might have followed him, but it would have followed him trailing by day. Now, there were people that took boats up, and that would have been an hour, and those, so it's a much smaller group that, that, that approaches him and the other end, and I promise those are the, Leaders. yes, they're the wealthier, more radical ones, that, that the people that can hire a boat. You know, that don't have gear with them, that aren't traveling as pilgrims down to Jerusalem. You know, the people that are after him, for one way or another, it's all of his. You know, friends and enemies. That's that's who's chasing him. Not. It's the Pharisees. <laughs> it is the Pharisees. It's also the radicals. The radicals want him too. Mine you know.
1: Has, mine has a note. says the people follow Christ for, from worldly motives. Yep. And I think
0: two poles of worldly motives, you know. Okay, so a strong, uh, did did I read this already? So he walks out and uh, he sees them and walks out across the water. And I think it's Mark that says he acts like he wants to pass, like he wasn't going to, he was just walking by. They're straining at the oar, and here comes Jesus walking across the water because, you know, he got tired of waiting on you guys, so he's just going to walk on by. And then they spoke to him, and then he spoke to them. We have to invite Christ. He's not going to just force you to do something. You, free will and all that. So... So Christ uh, walks by, and they think they see a ghost. We've had this discussion of whether or not they believe they're a ghost or not. They're freaked. And uh, he says, don't be afraid. And uh, then they took him into the boat. There's no mention here about Peter and his shenanigans and John. John just totally skipped over that. Well, to be fair, they know the story already because everybody's got those other three it's books. It's, redu- it's redundant, to be fair. But, you know, John was the youngest and Peter was the oldest. and I don't know. I, I, I just want to read something in there. I'm tired of, the tired of him.
2: It's not about you, Peter. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. It's
0: about
1: John. John was the disciple Jesus loved.
0: That's what he said to keep from using his own name Uh, and so the crowd chases him Uh, the next day the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had gone there they get it Uh, and then uh, some boats from Tiberias landed which means that they were being blown back Uh, once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus so they're chasing him down and with that I am of time. So we're going to pick it up at twenty-five, and, and 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 luckily that's that's when it gets really complicated, and I need to study some more.
2: You might want the actual words of the prophecy from the
0: Oh, please. Well, I want to
2: say something about the twelve baskets first. Okay, good. Okay. If they were going to be on the water all night, not able to cook supper. So God went ahead and had twelve baskets, so He fixed them a picnic lunch for the evening. Nice touch. Mm-hmm. Nice touch.
0: Yeah. Actually, I read a commentator that really pointed that out as well. There you go.
2: Thinking (laughs) ahead. What what was your Uh, quote? This was at Azuzi Street. In the last days, three things will uh, befall the great Pentecostal movement, an overemphasis on power rather than righteousness, an overemphasis on praise to a God they no longer pray to, and an overemphasis on the gifts of the Spirit rather than the Lordship of Christ.
0: Wow, that sounds scarily uh, True. Accurate. Yeah. All right, on, on that uplifting note, uh, we are out and I'll see you next week.